the Armchair Cricket Podcast. You strong. Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game. In this digest episode, let's take a look at all the international cricket that has happened over the last couple of days, uh, the final of the PSL, as well as some of the interesting cricketing news from around the world. So let's straight away dive into the one-day international between India and Australia. This was a high-scoring game in which Australia were able to comfortably beat India, batting first. Australia were able to put up a very large total, 374 for 6. In this case, Warner and Finch laid the platform with a 156-run partnership, after which Warner was dismissed for 69, but Finch carried on and played the anchor throughout the innings. He was you know, supported by Stephen Smith, who looked ominous right from the get-go, and uh, both Finch and Stephen Smith scored hundreds. Then the finishing touch was given by Maxwell, who made 45 of just 19, and Alex Carey. This meant, you know, the total of 374, that was uh, going to be always a difficult chase, and the Indian team uh, could not chase this. So when we look at the bowling analysis for India, Mohammad Shami was the lone, let's say, star taking 3 for 59 amid all the carnage. So when it came their turn to bat, India started strongly by taking 53 runs of just the 5 overs, first 5 overs, but Mayank Agarwal was the first to go. Shikhar Dhawan played again an anchor type innings. He made 74 and uh, he did not receive any good support from the middle order because Kohli, Shreyasayar and Rahul sort of failed. Hardik Pandya supported him beautifully and you know, scoring at um, a strike rate of almost 120 made sure there was no scoring pressure on uh, Shikhar Dhawan. These two took the score to 229 before Shikhar Dhawan was dismissed in the 35th over. That meant, you know, uh, all the onus was fall on Hardik Pandya and Ravindra Jadeja. But unfortunately, they couldn't provide the finishing touch. And uh, even though there was some small contribution towards the end, that only ensured that India did not get bowled out. But India could only make 308 for 8 in their 50 overs. When we look at the bowling, Josh Hazelwood took 3 for 55, who sort of, you know, wrecked the Indian top order. But then uh, the real damage was also done by Adam Zampa, who took 4 for 54 in some very brave leg spin bowling. One, let's say, a small concern for Australia was that Marcus Stoyan is having bowled 6.2 overs, had to retire hurt with a twinge in his hamstring, it looked like. But uh, we are yet to get an update. Maybe he is going to be fit for the second ODI beginning tomorrow on Sunday. In the other international game that happened yesterday on the 27th, there was a very high-scoring thriller between New Zealand and West Indies at a T20 game. So this was rain-affected and it got reduced to 16 overs a side. And West Indies went great guns to score 180 for 7 in their 16 overs. Thanks to Andre Fletcher, who made 34. Kyron Pollard, who made 75 of just 37. And Fabian Allen, who made 30. So this was a very, very challenging score. And in spite of this tall total, Lockie Ferguson managed uh, very good figures. Not only parsimonious, but also he took a 5-wicket haul as he took 5 for 21 of his 4 overs. So, chasing a large total, New Zealand started in the right way. First of all, the score that they had to chase was adjusted uh, due to the Duckworth-Lewis turn method and they had to come uh, chase 179. So, this was not going to be an easy chase given that it was just 16 overs to chase it in. Uh, and they lost Martin Guptill pretty early. But Tim Seifert and uh, Devon Conway, the debutant who was batting at number 3, were able to you know, set up a platform, take them to 34, by which time Tim Seifert was also dismissed. But Glenn Phillips, who came in at 4, sort of kept the run rate going. You know, he scored uh, 22 of just 7 balls. 
and Ross Taylor failed, but Jimmy Neesham and Conway sort of took them to the majority of the way, uh, taking them to 114, just 12 and a half overs. By the time Conway was dismissed, let's say the match was in New Zealand's bag, and that's how it ended with Jimmy Neesham and Mitchell Santner wrapping the game up. So it was it was a very very exciting chase, and uh, when it came to bowling, Ocean Thomas was able to take two for 23 for West Indies, but not a lot to write home about. A lot of bowlers like Kimo Paul, Kesteri Williams were all very costly. Now, in the third game, international game that happened on the 27th, this was the T20 between England and South Africa. So another high-scoring thriller, another high-scoring chase. South Africa batting first made a 179 for 6 in their allotted 20 overs. This was, of course, held in uh, Cape Town. And uh, in this case, Temba Bauma opened with uh, Quinton de Kock for South Africa. And Temba was uh, dismissed early. But Quinton de Kock, Fafti Plessy, Hendrik van Dusen and Hendrik Klaassen all made solid contributions. Fafti Plessy even making a 50-plus score as South Africa came up with a very challenging score. So for England... Sam Curran took 3 for 28, but uh, you know his brother Tom Curran was not very lucky. Even though he took a wicket, he considered 55 of his 4 overs. But when it came their turn to bat, England also had a not good start because Josh Butler and Jason Roy were dismissed early. David Milan made 19 and Johnny Bairstow batting at 4, having been demoted since Jason Roy's inclusion, made a swashbuckling 86 of just 48 balls. And then Ben Stokes kept him, kept him company, then Owen Morgan and towards the end Sam Curran. But all of this ensured with Johnny Bairstow going really, really strong, England romped home. But, you know, the game was sort of on a needle's edge until the in the 18th over of the game, Buren Hendricks leaked 28 runs. So up until that point, South Africa still had a very strong control of the game and it could be anybody's game. But unfortunately, in that over, South Africa lost the control and um, the total was chased down in the 20th over. So these were all the exciting international cricket. First of all, we are all excited that international cricket has returned, but also doubly excited since in this India's, India store of Australia, crowds have started to be included again. So the first ODA between India and Australia was enjoyed by around 20,000 patrons due to COVID uh, regulations. Not everybody could be admitted, but in spite of social distancing, 20,000 people is a large number of people who could come watch cricket live again. Moving on. Let's take a quick look at the finals of the PSL 2020. So in the finals, it was a much anticipated one. Lahore Kalandars were facing Karachi Kings. But unfortunately, it was not a very, you know, an enthralling contest. So it was sort of one-sided. I'm sure most winning finalists would want it that way rather than have a thriller. In this case, Lahore Kalandars opted to bat first and they were only able to make 134 for 7. So Tamim Iqbal and uh, Fakhar Zaman started slowly. Because they had assessed the pitch to be a bit two-paced. But in the end, you know, it was not all that two-paced. And uh, the ball started coming on well onto the bat in the second innings. So even though they put up a strong total, Tamim Iqbal and Fakhar Zaman, they took their time about it. And unfortunately, the rest of the uh, batting order could not kick on. And they were only able to make 134 for 7. So when it came to bowling, Imad Wasim took 1 for 6. Uh, Vakas Maksud was brought into the final, took 2 for 18. And then, of course, Umed Asif took 2 for 18 as well. So that meant, you know, this is not going to be a very tough chase if they got off to a good start uh, for Karachi. And that's exactly what happened. Sharjil Khan gave a bit of a boost at the top, but was dismissed for 13. But Babar Azam, who's been in fantastic form, made sure there were no, you know, alarms as he, as he made an unbeaten 63. And in the company of Alex Hales and then Chadwick Walton, more or less put the chase to bed. 
there were some unexpected wickets towards the end but still you know karachi completed the game very comfortably uh, by chasing down the target in just the 19th over so karachi kings were crowned the finals of psl for the first time so congratulations to them now moving on if you were to take a look at some of the interesting cricketing news and also covid related news from around the world uh, nepal's skipper nyanendra malla sandeep lavinchan and two other players have tested positive for covid-19 also a staff member has been tested positive this was at the beginning of the national camp that was going to be held so now it remains to be seen whether these players will be withdrawn and of course uh, isolated but also whether the camp itself will be affected because of this apart from that in more uh, covid related news pakistan who've landed on new zealand shores have been uh, given a final warning because uh, they have they were spotted uh, breaking the covid protocol and uh, as a result they have been issued a warning saying that they should be a bit more clear and they should be a bit more careful because uh, they have some covid cases in their camp so fakar zaman we know was withdrawn from the tour uh, even before the party departed because he had covid like symptoms but six players have tested positive in the pakistan camp and it's known that two of these were sort of let's say uh, repeat tests probably but four were new cases so that's a sort of an alarm and um, you know pakistan players would have to be a bit careful so that uh, they don't uh, risk the wrath of the new, new zealand authorities and you know they might be asked to go home so i hope that it really done, doesn't come to pass in other you know covid related news scotland women were slated to face ireland women in spain in some games in november but that did not come to pass because scotland women decided to withdraw due to the uncertainty around the covid situation similarly England's tour of Netherlands which was supposed to happen in May of 2021 has been postponed due to the covid related uncertainty as a result you know this tour will probably happen in uh, 2022 dates are yet to be made available another tour that sort of you know taken a little bit of a hit is England's tour of Pakistan that was supposed to happen uh, earlier in 2021 has now been pushed back to mid October 2021 this is due to multiple you know multiple reasons one of which being covid of course but also not all england players being available because england would then be touring india so in order to have a full strength england squad tour pakistan the tour has been moved to october 2021 in other touring news ganguly the chairman of bcci has come out and said that there will be one fewer test and two more t20s when england tour india so it will be a four test series rather than a five test series as planned earlier well i mean i don't know what will be the impact of this on the world test championship because with the new let's say regulation that has been introduced we know that you know india have fallen to second and australia have jumped to first with the percentage of points being the deciding factor now and england have fallen to third so probably it's not the best let's say uh, news as far as india and england are concerned but that doesn't mean you know they will still have a lot of uh, things to worry as long as they keep winning both these teams will stand a chance of qualifying for the final that's expected in june uh, july in lords in england so another uh, tour postponement news the women's t20 world cup which was supposed to be held in 2022 has now been postponed to february 2023 because there is no women's international tournament in 2023 now If you want to take a quick look at some of the other news, Greg Barclay has been elected as the next ICC chairman. As Greg Barclay comes from New Zealand and he probably brings a very fresh perspective to international cricket and this would be a welcome change as far as governance of ICC would go 
and for example he's directly weighed in saying that for him there is no big 3 then we now take a look at lpl lpl has kicked off with some wonderful cricket and the very first game was a super over game and uh, even they had some small let's say last minute setbacks with gale and malinga pulling out of lpl and afridi who was supposed to captain one of the teams could not take the flight on time and would miss probably two games the first two games but nonetheless lpl has kicked off and is going full strength so that's great to see that cricket has returned back to the emerald island nation now former india seamer sudeep tyagi has retired from international cricket so we wish sudeep all the best uh, when it comes to you know the rest of his uh, non cricketing career and uh, thanks for his services to indian cricket now last but not least we've gotten some more updates related to india's tour of australia so in this case the one news that has come out is not very encouraging or very good mohammad siraj who's now with the indian team in australia has lost his father so we offer our condolences to mohammad siraj but you know as a brave uh, decision he's decided to stay on so you know this is a very nice gesture to uh, you know prioritize uh, his duty for his country above certain uh, bereavements so well done mohammad siraj and i'm sure such attitude will hold him in very good stead in the upcoming years and months in other important news it's come to our notice that ishan sharma who was sort of withdrawn from ipl due to uh, an injury will not be ready in time for the australia tests so this will be a sort of a blow for the indian uh, test squad because we already know kohli will only be available for the first test uh, ishan sharma who's vastly experienced and has toured australia multiple times would have added a lot of value as the leader of the attack but now i think it will fall on mohammad shami and jaspreet bumrah maybe even umesh yadav and probably even mohammad siraj may get to play a test so let's see if they are able to make the impact the other big news is that rohit sharma will probably miss the first two tests and the decision on his inclusion for the last two tests would probably be taken around december 11th there has been let's say new storm with even kohli weighing in on what uh, the uncertainty there is about uh, rohit sharma's uh, no lack of inclusion in the squad but it looks like rohit sharma had to return to india after his you know ipl winning uh, knock in the final because his father was ailing and uh, now that he's comfortable with how his father is recovering he's decided to come back to nca in bangalore and try to you know work on his fitness and try to get ready in time so it will it will still remain to be seen whether rohit sharma can you know uh, arrive in australia complete the quarantine period and then be part of the indian squad for the uh, for the last two tests we'll keep you posted on this in the upcoming episodes those were all the news that we would like to cover in this episode uh thanks for listening in once again we hope to have your company in the upcoming episodes as well as always if you have something to share with us don't hesitate so reach out to us for example on twitter at @amchatcrickpod or via mail amchat.cricket@gmail.com you could always do us a favor leave us a rating in any of the podcasting apps you use apple podcast google podcast all of these so that will also help us and give us a boost having said all that it's a goodbye from me and uh, i wish you a very good day bye bye the armchair cricket podcast you stop